Welcome to the She Knows Podcast. I'm your host, life and personal development coach, Luisa Kadieche. This podcast is about celebrating the modern day woman as she takes us through her life journey and the lessons she's learned in her areas of expertise. The heart behind She Knows does not reflect a woman who knows it all, but instead represents the woman who knows failure, she knows disappointment, she knows hardship, yet she still chooses to rise and to take her space in society. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired and empowered to live out your purpose and to embrace the essence of who you really are. everybody welcome to today's episode on the she knows podcast i am extremely excited about today's episode i mean you know as much as this podcast is about women this podcast is for everybody and i think today's conversation in particular is really a conversation that reflects that statement because this is a conversation that everybody should be having especially if you're living in a country such as ours, South Africa, the real pandemic. I mean, Corona is definitely a real pandemic, but the real pandemic in this country is gender-based violence. And today we're going to be speaking about the influence on, of patriarchy on gender-based violence. And I couldn't have picked like a better person for this topic. She's already a friend of mine. She is completing her LLB um, degree from the University of Pretoria. And she does think pieces on patriarchy and African ideology. Like, she's so smart. I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> without further ado, I am going to introduce you guys. I, I call her Aya. Her friends call her Aya. Um, her full name is Aya Bonga. Aya Bonga Mekwa. More about, about yeah. who Aya is. Outside of um, you being a law student... Um, outside of your ambitions, your dreams, but who are you? Where are you from? What are you about? Okay. So um, I'm from Pretoria. I I like to think of myself as a people person, you know, like hopefully um, in the future. Well, not hopefully. It's definitely something I'm going to do is become a philanthropist also, you know, Um uh, I like to read, I like to write, I, yeah, I like engaging in these conversations specifically also, you know. Um, in the past, I wasn't able to articulate myself properly, but now that I have a more broad understanding of things, yeah, um, mm. platforms like this are really important, okay. you know. Okay, so what what drew you into, like, finding interest in this particular topic? Because um, what people may not know with all the other episodes or topics on this podcast, I reached out to to our guests and I said, you know what, I see that this is what you're doing and I absolutely love what you're doing. Can you please come talk to us about like this particular topic? So I would almost narrate what they would come to speak about. But with you, this is really your topic. Like um, I, <laughs> I and I were on a call last <laughs> night and I said to her like, I almost don't know how to go about this particular episode because um, it's almost like your baby. Like, you know so much about this. You've done research. And I'm basically coming into this learning from you. So I just want to know from you, like, what sparked the interest 
um if in you like just doing research on this particular topic on on patriarchy and the influence of gender-based violence yeah so more than anything Mm -hmm. i think it's also because i'm from south africa and this thing has been going on for so long but no one has actually been able to speak about it in in matters like this, you know, um, especially our generation. You know, it's only come to light, let's say, since yeah. last year properly, you know. Also, um, I guess doing law has, like, opened up my mind mm. about our flaws, the flaws in our country and how things go, like the procedures and the processes of how gender-based violence is handled or how it's perceived. And... Uh, yeah, I guess that really opened up a passion. And it also, a, a lot of ways, patriarchy and how it has taught me, you know, how I've been raised by mm. patriarchy and misogyny, you know, from our our parents or what we've been taught in school, you know, things that mm. we have to dismantle, you know, thoughts that keep mm. oppressing women specifically, you know. Because patriarchy has created a platform for men so comfortable, you know, it's become a trust fund for men because they know they get to dominate women and not be held accountable for it, you know, in many ways. It's systemic, you know, it's in institutions, it's in the workplace, Mm -hmm. it's everywhere, you know. Yeah, so, and they've done it so well to a point where a lot of women support it as well without even knowing that mm. it's not to their advantage, you know? Okay. You know, so, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> I think so now, you mentioned there up. that, like, studying law has really opened up your eyes to seeing, like, you know, how the system is built and all of that. But yeah. do you think the education system has given um, our youth the platform to realize these type of issues? Because, I mean, fortunate for you, you're studying law, you're going to come into um you're going to encounter um the real issues you know behind the scenes and all of that stuff but then yeah does the education system really support um the the uncovering of the filter such as what you're mentioning no um i definitely think it doesn't you know when you look mm-hmm. at subjects such as lo or history and what let's say economics as well um these these subjects look into things they're going to teach us let's say like how they pave a way for us in the workplace or how we're going to become adults in the future you know um they teach us abstinence and how important it is to be to use protection and to be careful and how to be able to say no they don't teach us what no really means sometimes, you know, how mm, we get to mm. unpack no for women, you know, how us, we haven't been given a voice in the past, how, you know, mm. our, our police system works, you know, they, there are a lot of things that are not covered in primary school and high school that mm. could teach women or children, you know, how, how to protect, um, how to be, how to protect us. But, the bigger issue as well is there's 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 escape oh, sorry i keep losing my train of thought um there's a huge gap yeah. in the education of boys and men on how to go about things mm. in life 
with regards to women. You know, there's yeah. a huge gap in terms of equality. There is a more strict enforcement of how things should be taught on girls, what mm. you should wear, where you should go, what, t- you know, don't do this, don't do that. But there's no outlook on why. Mm. Why are we teaching girls these things? You know, because we know. Yeah. We know what we live with. We know what kind of men we are uh, um, mm. open to in this society, you know. So, yeah, there's no line. There's the, the line is actually very blurred between teaching a boy what to do and yeah. telling a girl yeah. what not to do. Okay, you know? so we're going to get into that mm. um, in a little while. Like, what is it that we can do? How can we teach our boys um, to, quote unquote, do better? Because that's like the trending topic amongst men on social media. But I just want to unpack yeah. the topic right now. Um, what is patriarchy and what what are the influences like how does one identify that because i think something with patriarchy is that it is really part of the system that we don't even realize it like we we are born into it we literally work yeah. for it live for it like i don't know it's just how does one identify it how does one even identify the the influence it has on issues such as gender-based violence and how does one define it? Like for somebody who's watching or listening to this rather and um, doesn't really have an understanding of what it is or what it looks like, um, how would you then explain it? Okay. So patriarchy is a foundation where men are viewed as more dominating and Mm -hmm. superior to women, right? And they have created a systemic platform to allow their exercise Mm -hmm for this dominance you know such as where let's say if you're a worker um in hr when you get to um when you get to report sexual assault or sexual harassment there's so much that actually protects Mm. the male in this thing you know then actually you get you are viewed as um how do i say this you are viewed Mm. as the perpetrator more than a victim because they get to ask you so many questions in a sense that questions that create mm-hmm. a sense mm-hmm. of protection for the man, you know, that evade responsibility for the man on that side. But um, how do we get to see um, patriarchy and things such as gender-based violence? So the reason why I think um, this has gone mm-hmm. for so long in our country, right, is it, it it's been a buildup. It's been a buildup of um, traditions, misogyny, and um, yes, and gender-based violence. So traditionally, women have always been regarded to only be domestic, to only have mm-hmm. domestic and reproductive functions, and the man is seen as the leader of the household, who is the provider, and everyone in that household mm-hmm. is subjugated by that dominance. You know. Um, women were only perceived to have value when they were either married with children or when they were virgins. And anything other than that mm-hmm. has tainted mm-hmm. your image, you know? So this place of value over women because uh, that's based solely on their reproductive organs has created a stigma where anything other than that, you, you're, like, you're too much, you know? When you are not um striving to get married 
or um, have children, you 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 lose value because what are you doing? Yeah, sure, you have um, you have a career ahead of you or what, but other than that, m- men see women as something they need to prey on. Men see women as something they need yeah. to pursue in life, their goal. So when that entitlement is taken away, sure. there comes a hatred. You know, this hatred, this hatred that has been built on things mm. that they've been taught. You know. This has been taught for for years and years. And when I was doing my dissertation on male supremacy in the judicial system, I came across articles in South Africa that were peer-reviewed that had a a pattern of explaining why gender-based violence in South Africa is as high as it is now. Um, Because South African men have an identity crisis due to the effects of apartheid. This is such a problematic um, thing to say because I'm going to base it on three things. Um, Number one, apartheid was not the beginning of our oppression. Colonialization was, you know. So this is something that has been going on for way too long. You Mm. know, that, that excuse is exhausted. Number two, it creates a space for South African black men mm. to evade accountability or some form of responsibility because they can blame their abuse of women. I mean, their abuse of women as an outlet because they are suffering mm. from mm. their oppression from the white man. You know, they feel as though they don't know where they belong in this world, where they are oppressed. They can work as, as hard as you work. You will still be lesser than yeah. because yeah. of the white man, you know? Which is also not fair and it's not yeah. good enough because black women too are faced with these things, you know? We are mm. faced with mm. these oppressions just as worse, you know? And the third one is that it's counter-adaptive and it's condescending to imply yeah. that our men cannot separate their feelings from their actions, you know? This is something that cannot go on for so long. They have to learn how there has to be a line drawn between what am I feeling right now and what is actually going on? And can I, um, can I actually learn from this mm. or am I projecting what has been taught? So, uh, you know, what has been taught mm. and what I've grown up with, you know? So um, gender-based violence is so much more than just the perpetrator and the victim. You know, this affects the community, it affects the families, you know. Um, One act of violence, like when one man does this to one woman, it it taints her, you know, it taints her image, um, like, Mm -hmm. sorry, from the inward, you know. You you are killing me from the inside. What I'm going to be able to teach my children, where am I, like my trust issues, my... Um, anything I think of men in South Africa, I'm going to base it mm. on what you did to me 10 years ago. My my mm. relationships with men, you know. So um, I think another reason why it has been allowed to go on for so long is because patriarchy allows men to get away with so much, you know. That is why a rapist sure. can become a president mm. of a country. Because... There's so many men in these big positions. There are so many women who have been yeah. taught to think like men in these positions as well. 
you know, just because there's also a, um, a stigma in South Africa that says there's not enough women judges mm -hmm. in our country. Yes, that's true. But just because there are not enough judges that are women mm. does not mean yes. they are going to be feminists. This does not mean that they are going mm. to enforce equality. You know, mm. we don't know how they were born and raised. We mm. don't know what they've been taught. So, um, yeah, there have been a lot of things that have like, um, there has been a buildup in why I've been so interested in this because um, it's also allowed me to see our, our, um, yeah. our generation differently. You know, we are moving towards a progressive um a progressive journey in this but i think we're also like um we're held back by things such as misogyny you know this is a fear and prejudice and hatred against the woman um this is something mm. our boys have been taught you know today you're taught to make money because mm -hmm. how are you going to attract mm -hmm. a girl if you don't have money you know um there's an entitlement as to how many dates you go on with a girl, now you're expected to sleep with them. If we're at a party and we're flirting, oh, mm. okay, this is this should be a sign, right? You know, this should be a sign that we're going somewhere. Or things like getting um, entitlement over women is so much bigger than yeah. them just raping us and saying, oh, no, but I thought, um, I thought mm. that she, she was with it in the beginning, you know? Um, entitlement also goes with saying that, no, you guys can't, um, try and say we must see women and men as equal because if I were to fight with a woman right now, um, mm. you know, those type of chats, you know, why I think also being able to see how accountability is also like a plays a factor in with misogyny is that when you call out someone on Twitter or let's say in a gathering, when you call them out for the things they say, for them, their yeah. first mechanism is to go into defense mode. You know, it's an attack on them as a man. You're attacking me for what I'm saying. Whereas, no, I'm just purely telling you that um, you have to think further than this. You have to think further than what we have been taught, what we have been experiencing. So what how do you then says, think you know? that... Um... I mean, as women then, how do you think that we should then communicate or call people out? Like, is it then, does it then become our responsibility to create, uh, you know, let me say a safe space for women, for men to, to take accountability? Because, mm. Mm -hmm. no ways. Yeah, it gets so exhausting, you know. I think that was also my other chat with my friend. I was always saying, like, it gets exhausting to always yeah. be seen yeah. as the angry woman. You know, you're an angry woman because you're constantly explaining to people why they're wrong for doing things, for protecting their rapist friends, for standing up against this, for saying mm. there's two sides to every story. It gets exhausting as to why you should always have to explain to men why mm. something they mm. said was based on patriarchy mm. or it was misogynistic. Can I ask them? Um, it, like, it, with, so much... with misogyny, okay, sure. where do you think is the root? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, you did mention that um, patriarchy 
is is a system like the men in leadership everybody is just living in that system but like with misogyny like we see that like even from women and this is something you've also mentioned but like what is the root and how do we dismantle that how do we then like start shifting the culture rewriting the narrative um that's so tricky because i think it's also based on a lot of stereotypes you know men have a lot of stereotypes in their head that they think is the answer this is the truth mm. this is why women are like this because of stereotypes you know women are gold diggers women are this and that women are fragile things let's protect our sisters yeah. let's protect our they don't see women as human beings they don't mm. see us as equal you know these constitutional rights we are all entitled to are limited to men and their decision whether mm-hmm. we are entitled to them or not you know so that is where misogyny comes into play because they get to choose when it comes to your safety or in their heads yeah. they get to choose what you're entitled to you know and anything you want more mm-hmm. than that then you're too much you're you're you are going against the narrative of being a passive woman mm. they love women that are passive women that mm. get to fight for so them, now you know? to, to the men who are now yeah. let's say listening to this and they're probably thinking you know their favorite line we need to do better how, how? like how does that look yeah. like i mean that it looks like accountability and um public action you know public participation you know it's it's tiring women mm. are always setting up petitions women are always setting up protests women are always mm. doing things it's not enough men have to go and hold our government um accountable men have to go and monitor the police service and say what's mm. going on where are the hot spots what what is happening men have to hold their their friends accountable and calling them out and saying this and this you know cancel culture mm. is not enough unfortunately because yes this person is canceled and yes we've used them as an example of how you should behave but what are you doing behind mm. your phone you know when you put your phone down what are you doing in the workplace how are you standing up for women how yeah. are you putting your foot down you know how are you using your male mm. privilege you know this is how the same way we always mm. hold white people accountable for their nonsense this is how it mm. it has to come into play mm. for men it's not enough it's not enough to always say we need to do better there has to be actual physical action and do you think that you know? um, <laughs> um something such as the I mean, and now I'm talking from the the perspective of like punishment when if the government were to punish or whatnot, like do you think something such as the death penalty is I don't know, like yeah. It's viable. Um, um I can't not think about this in a legal perspective. <laughs> like you really put me in a corner now. <laughs> I'm I'm you <laughs> Now there's a feminist let's side hear, and there's a legal let's hear the side. Legal side. <laughs> so 
the legal side would have to say no because everyone has a right to life but now what happens when this right to life has constantly Mm. been taken away by men you know what about my right to life why is my right Mm. to life not protected why are we protecting the Mm. perpetrator you know so so it 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 comes to that that is my legal perspective on it is that there's really no win-win you can't say yes and you can't say no because if you say yes yes there has to be a death penalty you have to think of our judicial Mm. system and how much it needs work to do this you know our judicial system is already tainted it's already flawed Mm. so completely flawed you know that when it does actually happen yeah sure there'll be justice but then um there'll be justice but then what about um um we'll have to think about women now we'll have to think about the other it's not a preventative measure there has to be uh, uh, things to prevent lives from being shed you know there has to be more enforcement in terms of protection women way too many women are being um sent back home or told to go and handle Mm. this matter privately you know that's the stigma around gender-based violence in south Mm. africa especially Mm. in our police force you know the stigma is so bad that it's seen as a private thing. This is something that happens in the yeah. household. I mean, Go when you say that, you remind me of a conversation I had with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, um, it wasn't really a conversation. It was just my, my pastor was just speaking on this. of Like how in, in, a, in a family where, let's say, a teenage cousin, like 14, whatever, male cousin, rapes. Yeah. the girl cousin yeah. a younger one he is then protected by the family yeah. like they hold a family meeting you know there yeah. is no there is no accountability yeah. for this boy and like yeah it's a secret so now you're subconsciously teaching this boy that you'll always be protected you know regardless of what you're what you do yeah. and this is really what what is happening in south africa is that the men are being protected for their actions and and they know they are so confident in the yeah. fact that they you know they're going to be protected and you know it leads me to this next point like you know i correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that um you know prison or whatnot is supposed to be like rehabilitation centers right so i i would say that you know there's been a conversation about how you know these people these perpetrators they go to prison but they get treated better than most of us who are still roaming around but you know how do we then how do we rehabilitate effectively because i mean let's say the death penalty does not happen in in our in our um um Mm-hmm. in our country but like how do we then rehabilitate effectively and ensure that when these men get out which i mean my personal opinion aside but when these men get out then like how do how do they become better men in society and then what does rehabilitation look like for the women the victims the survivors of of, of these type of things yeah yeah I think with my research done and how I've watched videos of these rehabilitation processes, they are treated too much as a study rather than a human being Mm. who has done this and that, you know? Yeah, sure, you're in jail, so that's us holding you accountable. 
But when they are asked questions as to why they did this, you know, where does it come from? What happened? It's mm. too much as out of curiosity, mm. you know? It's not in the sense of telling them, did you actually acknowledge mm. that this is right from wrong, you know? Do you actually see that this, mm. what you did was wrong? Um, and these things don't always work. You get, there are in some cases where a man is so, like, he's so strong within his believing that he didn't do anything. He will tell you yeah. to your face that you are crazy. You, here you are bringing a family into ha- rehabilitation with a man who still stands mm. on his grave mm. and says, I did not do this. You know? So it's it's so tricky in our country. Unfortunately, there has to be an in-depth introspect in all areas of our country, like from judiciary to our legislature legislature yeah. to And where the do you think it you should know? it should start? It's it's that is also a tricky part because I can't say it must start. Mm. It has to start from home, number one. Yes, it has to start from home. It has to start from home where you are teaching right from wrong with the men. You are mm. not keeping everything as a secret. You know, there has to be misogyn- misogyny and patriarchy mm. dismantled in the household. You know, yes. There has to be um, a, a, a larger monitoring of government funds or um, government actions and to how mm. they are going about gender-based violence. You know, it's not enough yeah. for them to tweet and say that we condemn this issue, we condemn this, we condemn that. They have, there has to be, um, there has to be mm. um, transparency in their actions. They have to show us what they've been doing. You know, it's not enough to make a report and say um, gender-based violence has gone up by this much. Rapes, reports, Reports done by victims have got, gone down. By, it's not enough to tell us what happens. Yeah. They need to tell us what they are doing. You know? Yeah. Um, there's mm. not, unfortunately, there's not enough. There isn't enough done. There, the solutions are endless. They know this. I don't know what more do we have to say for them to actually implement these yeah. structures. Sure. Okay. <laughs> It's it's a lot. It's really a lot, and I think, um, yeah, it just, is. I mean, just from really the is. conversation, today's conversation, I've just also learned from my side that I really don't know much because, like you were saying now about just how they are really quick to give us stats, you know, um, in terms of what is happening, and I think that yeah. is really the yeah. common trend with these seasons that you've seen on on the digital platform, where like people get so frustrated with mm. what's happening in the country and it comes it becomes like a spike of like oh my gosh this is what ha- what's happening and everybody's talking about it and then it kind of dies down you know but that's because like we yeah. are recycling facts like based on statistics and like that's just mm. all that we're recycling 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 exactly there's... yes yes there's no yes. monitoring of any progression yes so that is really something that i feel we definitely do need to change it's important to have conversations such as this these conversations on any platform like in your household with your friends you know um in the government space like everywhere in your workplace it's absolutely important 
And um, we're running you out know? of time, but I really just wanted to thank you, Aya, for <laughs> giving us like <laughs> all of this and, and informing <laughs> us. <laughs> my my a whole lot things. of dollars, really. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, welcome. No, thank but you for having me, Louisa. The, yeah. the first question I asked you was, "Who is Aya outside of what you do?" But I want to mm-hmm. ask you now, like. What would you say to Aya, I don't know, let me say four years ago, five years ago, before you started your degree, um, when was that, 2017? Yes. What, what do you, yeah, I don't want to say what do you wish you knew, but what kind of reassurance would you give yourself? Yeah. Um, to be strong in your power, you know, it's so easy for women to dim down their lights because they don't think they're good enough or mm. no one tells them that they're good enough or anything they do is invalidated yeah. in a sense that oh, you're doing too much. Don't be afraid to start from the bottom. You know, um, I, yeah, I didn't have much confidence back then. Actually, I had it in high school <laughs> and then I lost it in varsity. I wouldn't lie. Why do you think that, you lost it in varsity? <laughs> Varsity is yeah. big. No one cares about you in varsity. You're just another mm. student number, unfortunately. But it's so easy for you to stand out yeah. in varsity if you work towards it. You know, there are so many platforms I didn't want to join because I didn't. I felt mm. like, no way, my self-esteem. Mm. Just keep your head down and study. No. You know, I really encourage girls to take up space, do the most in university spaces, do the most mm. in workplaces mm. as a student. You know, don't be afraid to start your business. Don't be afraid to do anything other than school. If you would like to stay in touch with Aya, follow her on Instagram at Ayabongamekwa or on Twitter at Ayabongamekwa. Stay in touch with us on Instagram at SheKnows underscore the podcast.